This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Joining us now is one of our uh, best friends, best buddies, and uh, you know him as the uh, New York Times and USA Today bestselling author, Bruce Cameron, is coming on the show. We're going to talk to Bruce a little bit about his latest book, A Dog's Promise. He carries on with the uh, Dog's Purpose novels and uh, see what it's about, see what's going on, see about the movies and what's in the hopper. So uh, we've got a lot to cover in a short amount of time, but it's going to be exciting. So everybody hang tight. We're going to come back right for this commercial break. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Joining us now is number one New York Times bestselling author, Bruce Cameron. Bruce, welcome back to the show. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks so much. Uh, I'll tell you that I've got a little bit of a head cold, so if I sneeze in the middle of it, you're going to have to uh, just tell, warn the audience to uh, cover their ears. That's right. Well, that's fine with us. We're used to, we'll blame it on dog dander, though we know Tucker never has any dog dander. So, uh, <laughs> so Bruce, we're very excited to have you back on, as always. It's always fun to talk to you. And the latest book is called A Dog's Promise. And this carries on with the story of Bailey and uh, the journey that uh, Bailey's been on. So, tell us a little bit about uh, Dog's Promise. Well, you know, I don't want to give too much away about A Dog's Journey, which is the second book in the A Dog's Purpose series, if people haven't read it. But I will say that uh, at the end of A Dog's Journey, it seems like that's the end of the series. But now it turns out there's one more thing for Bailey to accomplish. And now he's an angel dog, and he isn't, he's got a wise soul, but he's basically sent back over the Rainbow Bridge to go help a very special boy with a very with some special needs and along the way help repair the rifts in a family that have torn it apart and it's all connected all the way back along the bloodlines to the original boy Ethan in ways that Bailey doesn't understand, and in fact, it takes a long time for the readers to figure it out as well. And when you put together the book, then, when you talk about how it takes the readers a long time to go on this little journey to figure it all out, your masterful purpose of putting putting this together? I think it's really important to any author to try to mix up the formula, to try to not have every book be the same. I know that uh, A Dog's Purpose remains my most popular book. But a dog's journey is actually higher rated by readers than a dog's purpose. And I really changed the premise for a dog's journey, and it has changed again for a dog's promise. And so I can absolutely guarantee anyone out there who hasn't yet read a dog's promise, they need to pick up a copy because even if you haven't read the first two, I think this is my best book, and it really changes everything. 
Yeah, I think it's you know it's always uh, we've talked about this in the past. That's always exciting about uh, everything you write, whether we're talking about this particular uh, you know three part series or uh, the other great books that you've written, great novels you've written. They're standalone. You know, you you can enjoy them if this is the first introduction, Bruce Cameron and the dog's uh, journey and promise and, and purpose. But uh, you know, if if you want to get it and read it. You would enjoy it standalone, but as always, you know, go back to the beginning where we're talking about a dog's purpose, dog's journey, and now a dog's promise. It does a wonderful job of tying those in together as well. Now, I think that the premise is, of course, the same. This is a dog that does not die. This is a dog that keeps being reborn and coming back and helping people becoming wiser and smarter with every life and therefore able to help the people that need to depend on him. And in this particular case, Bailey, 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 as we call him, he's uh, got a mission that he doesn't really understand. It's not as clearly defined as it was in a dog's journey. Uh, in a dog's purpose, Bailey finds his mission himself, figures out what his mission is. So I, I think that uh, readers will really enjoy the, the concept of this, this immortal dog who just keeps being reborn. Yeah, absolutely. Now, so let me ask you about the uh, all your fans out there uh, probably know this very, very well. But uh, for the, for some of the listeners out there, you know, we've got the series of the books. We've got a dog's purpose, a dog's journey, and and now we're talking about a dog's promise. But sort of intertwined in there, you had great success with a, a book called A Dog's Way Home, which became a major motion picture as well. How do the, all those tie in together? I know they're totally separate, but uh, when you're you as a writer were trying to formulate all this, how did you keep them separate? or how did you tie the, the overall theme together? Yeah, the key to it is that they're all told from a dog's point of view. And the dog's point of view is sort of unique. Dogs are happy, optimistic, joyful, loving creatures. And so to capture the way the dog feels about his people is not as difficult as you might think. There are more challenges when you read a, uh, a dog's promise. You'll see that the you know, the dog is trying to figure out precisely what his role is as his humans grow older and evolve around him. In A Dog's Way Home, that was a standalone book. It's not part of the series, it's, but it is told from the point of view of a dog who gets lost in the Rocky Mountains and has to find his way back through some of the most treacherous wilderness in our nation. And in doing so, uh, takes a couple of years to complete the, the trip. So I do have a lot of people who really adore a dog's way home. And I would tell them, look, the thing about a dog's promise that's maybe a little different than a dog's way home, a dog's way home is mostly about the dog in the wilderness. This is a dog who is solidly in the lives of people and uh, is a support animal and then goes on to uh, have other roles as he does that thing where he is reborn and has to find his way back each time to this family so that he can continue his work. Love it. So when, uh, what are the key, without giving away the whole book, is there a certain key takeaway or, or certain key thing that is like an aha moment in the book that uh, people should be looking out for? Or is there just the overall theme of, uh, of the book? Well, yeah, I think there's a, a, I think over time, gradually, it occurs to everyone that much as was true in a dog's purpose and a dog's journey, in a dog's promise, Bailey is trying to get the people he loves most back together. And in uh, a dog's purpose, it was Ethan and his long-ago girlfriend, Hannah. In a dog's journey, it was CJ 
and her long friend that she didn't realize was the man of her dreams that was Trent, and then finally in A Dog's Promise. Uh, it's much more complex. It's much more about uh, a family, their relationships, and then ultimately there, though there is, as was true of those other books, there's a romantic element, and it really helps uh, understand the dog's purpose and the dog's promise when you realize that part of his mission this time is to bring these people together. There you go. So when you're putting together the uh, the trilogy, we'll call it the three books, do you feel it's done and dusted? You, you've covered every ground, or is there still a little uh, hidden gem in there that uh, keeps people thinking, okay, Bruce, you got to put out the fourth and fifth now? Well, that's a gr- I love that question because you know I never intended for there to be a sequel to A Dog's Purpose, but people kept asking me, well, the dog doesn't die, so what happens next? Then I realized, well, I actually have some ideas around that. I wanted to write a book around that. Get out with a dog's journey. I thought it was done, and yet people kept saying, you know, what's, what's next? And I will tell you that I don't have any uh, idea what the fourth book in the series would be if I wrote it. But I will say, I will tell you something that nobody else knows, I don't think, which is that my screenwriting partner, Catherine Bashan, and I are writing the screenplay for A Dog's Promise. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, that checks that off because that was the next lead way in. So <laughs> big kudos. So, well, that's exciting to hear because obviously the, the movies and the books, you know, to me go hand in hand. Those that read the book first will want to see the movies. And then, of course, uh, those that haven't read it yet, you know, will go see the movies and say, hey, now i got to go back and, and read the series. So uh, big kudos to you and uh, Catherine on that. We'll uh, circle back at a later time uh, when that's getting closer to, to coming out. But uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. We're finding that the movie market, Tim, is really changing. When A Dog's Purpose came out, it was a huge box office hit. There have been a lot of dog movies this year, and two of them have been written by my uh, wife and I as screenwriters, and they were based on my books. That's a, and then there's another one coming out soon as well, Lady and the Tramp. So there's there's a the market is getting all the product it needs right now. And what is, we've discovered, and it's very intriguing, is that less and less, families are packing everybody up into the minivan and going to the mall to watch a movie. They are more and more staying home and putting it on their giant screen TV. And so the, the, the performance of a dog's journey and a dog's way home in the home video market has been fantastic. And it might very well be that a, a dog's promise goes straight to what I would have called straight to DVD, but actually that's, that's a misnomer. It's straight to streaming, straight to one of these captive channels. It's an exciting time to be in business and to watch all these changes happen. Uh, it's, it's always different every time we sit down. This this particular project, A Dog's Promise, has been commissioned by Amblin Entertainment. So it's very possible that Amblin will push this movie out through Universal, their distribution partner, but we'll see it only on streaming. That that will be the way movies, unless it's got you know, Captain America in it. That's how movies will pretty much be marketed in the near future. Yeah, it is an interesting shift. You know, in the olden days, we'll call it, you know, you'd put out a movie and then somewhere, uh, you know, a few months later, it would go to one of the uh, paid uh, channels, like they'd get over to DVD, et cetera. But those margins are getting tighter and tighter. And like you said, it's not uncommon. It's not a bad thing to get it straight into streaming into uh, a bigger audience uh, worldwide. Yeah, and you know, honestly, as an author, that's probably more important to me than going to a, a big premiere in a new suit or going to 
hang out with Dennis Quaid. It's really, really fun for me just to picture that there's a family sitting down and watching my movie based on my book. Or, you know, I've got a whole Younger Reader series out there now, and they're based on the Dog's Purpose series. And these books are also uh, popular, especially if you're 12. I'm no longer 12, but I wrote for that market. <laughs> and i got to say, they have just taken off. They've become the big thing that I do now. It's not so much my big books like A Dog's Promise, which come out once a year. I, I write these younger reader books, and it takes me a few months. And so I can publish two a year, and that's what I'm doing. So then the uh, which is fantastic, but the younger reader books, I mean, uh, and into that same uh, getting it out to video, getting it out to streaming as quickly as possible down the road, because obviously that audience loves it. They eat it up and they want to see uh, things turned around quickly, whether it's a, a series or a movie or a mini series uh, based on those uh, those young adult books. Yeah, we spent a ton of time talking about, well, what sort of filmed entertainment could we derive from these younger reader novels, and I don't know the answer to that precisely. That's just the market is changing so rapidly, but you can bet that uh, we're ready and willing. Absolutely. So as a, a as a writer and a screenwriter, uh, when you're doing both, you know, taking your book and also taking the uh, the book to uh, movie version, what are the timelines? Are they very crunched? Are they crunched more than ever? Or are you getting asked to, to whip things out quicker? I know you don't whip them out, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you see yeah. that timeline crunching now more than ever? Yeah, that's a pretty technical question. And the answer is pretty easy. In the book world, they're kind of comfortable with one book a year. You know, I'm, I'm not James Patterson. They don't expect me to have a book every two days. And so, but in the movie world, they want that screenplay as fast as possible. And that doesn't mean that everybody else moves that fast. The screenwriters are, are expected to write it like in a day. I mean, we've had writing assignments where people have said, well, you know, we're going on holiday break in December, but when we come back on January 3rd, we expect that screenplay to be done. So that basically tells Catherine uh, and me that, Instead of enjoying being off for Christmas, we're going to be sitting here working our little tails off trying to finish the assignment. And then, you know, it could take them a couple of years to make the movie. So I, that, that has not changed. That part is still exactly the same. So it just puts a little bit more of uh, pressure on you guys to get the uh, material out. And then it's, as always, a set and wait uh, format. You got that right. All right. Well, listen to any takeaways, anything, once people pick up a copy of A Dog's Promise uh, that you want the audience to, to walk away with, what's your main goal? Well, my main goal is, as it's always been, I want people to understand that dogs are very complex creatures. That they don't see the world we do, but they really want to be of assistance to us because we bred them for that. That's what they live for. And so, you know, if you are in a position where you can contribute to prevent animal cruelty or if you can adopt an abandoned dog if you could do anything to help these four-legged creatures who are just so lost in the world without their people please do so please please take that away from a dog's promise that these animals only want the best for us and we should feel the same way about them there you go. Good takeaway. We definitely support that. And uh, got to love those dogs. They're going to give you back uh, tenfold what you give to them. So uh, big kudos. And that's definitely uh, shown in the uh, the latest book, A Dog's Promise. It's a uh, dog's purpose uh, novel by our friend uh, Bruce Cameron. Bruce, tell us about where people can uh, follow you, keep track of what's going on. I know there's a book tour uh, happening and all this wonderful stuff. 
Yeah, I'm all over the place now, and so I wouldn't recommend following me. You'd spend too much money on plane tickets. But you can find me on Facebook. It's probably the best place for me because I'm an old guy, and I guess people my age prefer Facebook over everything else. I don't really do Twitter. Instagram is another place where we've got some stuff going on. Not that I understand. I only understand, <laughs> understand recently that there's a difference between Instagram and Instacart. Uh, there is a difference on Instagram. And thank you. And they can find me at a dogspurpose.com where we post things like my speaking schedule and where I'll be. And it's always just great to uh, to be on your show, Tim, and to be able to talk to your your listeners, I know they're big fans of you. You do such a great job, and, you're, and you really are an important cog in the machine of helping animals. Well, I appreciate that, Bruce. It's always a pleasure talking to you, too, and uh, getting out to see you is always a, always a treat as well. And uh, so everybody keep track of what's uh, going on with Bruce Cameron through Facebook and Instagram or cart or, no, Instagram. And uh, if you get a chance, if he's in your neck of the woods, definitely go out and say hi. He's one of the uh, greatest writers around, in my opinion, and he's also one of the greatest people. So, uh, you know, one of the greatest person I've ever met. So, Bruce, thanks for uh, the kudos and coming on the show again everybody go out and pick up a copy and go see bruce uh latest book's called a dog's promise and uh, it's by the number one new york times best-selling author bruce cameron bruce thanks for coming on the show we appreciate it thank you tim this was great all righty well we're coming to the end of the show today i want to thank everyone for listening to animal rights on pet life radio thank our uh, producers and sponsors for making this show possible. Uh, if you have any ideas, questions, or thoughts for the show, please email us at PetLifeRadio.com. And we'll be glad to answer those questions and entertain your comments and bring on the people you want to hear from most. And, of course, while you're there, check out all the wonderful shows and all the hosts on Pet Life Radio. That's PetLifeRadio.com. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life. Put it in a blog, an article, or in a book. And who knows? You may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.